Kia ora, my name is Mark Easterbrook and you're listening to Going West Audio. For your enjoyment, education and inspiration, we've opened up our archives, queued up the tapes and unearthed the best oratory, discussion and performance from 25 years of the Going West Writers' Festival. In this episode, a powerful recording of Witi Ehamara, accompanied by musician Kingsley Malkiewicz as he reads from his 2019 memoir, Native Son. So Kingsley and I are going to do another reading. This one is called A Teko Teko Cradled in Loving Arms, and as Harriet and others have alluded to, the book is full of, of mythology. And what I have tried to do with this mythology is to incorporate, incorporate it into the life of the native son. Thousands of Ponaturi, half avian, half fish, descended from the sky of the sea. And Ruatupupuke, the warrior father, had to leave his son Temanu tied to the gable of the undersea meeting house. The hordes of Tangaroa returning for the night, he told Temanu, they thwart your escape. Be brave, my son. We must wait for another opportunity to get you away and he swam quickly down to find a hiding place in a nearby kelp forest. The overwhelming sound of the ponaturi, the ponaturi, their hellish shrieking, their hellish shrieking was so deafening that Ruatepupuke became dizzy and disoriented. And it came to him that this was the way they hunted, they hunted, this was the way they hunted. Surrounding their prey, with a squid shoal or battery of barracuda, they would open their jagged mouths and scream, scream, scream. stunned their prey sufficient for the ponaturi to go in for the kill, for the kill, for the kill, for the kill, and to turn the sea red with foaming blood, blood foaming. And Ruatepapuke saw that the ponaturi had secured a fabulous catch. 
they had captured a female humpback whale, which they would consume for breakfast. A distressed calf, unwilling to leave its mother, followed her down, nosing closely into her with fear, with fear, with fear. A distressed calf, unwilling to leave its mother, following her, nosing closely into her, down, down, down. Some of the ponaturi guided the bellowing mother whale down by biting her with their razoring teeth. By biting her with their razoring teeth. Their teeth razoring and by degrees maneuvered and tethered her in an underwater corral. Others swarmed to the meeting house Hui Te Ananui to rest. A few of them swam around him, Manu. Oh no, were they proposing to kill him now? Would they kill him now, my son? My son, now would they kill him? Thank goodness they just toyed with him, circling around the gable and taunting the boy with rude songs and antics. Very soon, though, they laughed, we will eat you. We will eat you. We will eat you, boy. You, boy. Lua Te Papuke's son. You, boy. We will eat. And then the Ponaturi entered Te Hui Te Ananui. Quickly, the brave father, Ram, swam to an outside wall. With thundering heart, he peered through a crevice. And the Ponaturi were amusing themselves with singing, with dancing, and hand-clapping contests. They recited genealogies, charms, folktales, and regaled themselves with stories of grim fighting. But eventually, after some hours, they went finally to sleep, finally they would go to sleep, finally, finally. And that's when the brave father sprang into action. The Ponaturi could only be destroyed by sunlight. He had to make sure the sleeping house remained dark inside until dawn. And he began to plug the crevices of the outside walls with sand, coral, anything. Oh, where? Oh, where? Oh, where? He realized he would never complete his plan before the sun arose. But then he heard a voice. Let us help you. He looked around. Where was the voice coming from? Your salvation will be our salvation. It was the mother whale talking to him. Loosen the tethers restraining my flukes, she told him. And Ruotipopuke swam to her and untied the bonds like you. The mother whale said, I wish to save my child. I am not the Ponaturi's food. Like your son, so mine will be. Let us work together. Let us work together so that I can save my calf. So you can save your son. So I can save my calf. So you can save my son. 
and she began to create a strong current, a strong current, strong. And magically, coral and kelp from the forest swirled towards the work meeting house and working as fast as he could, Ruatepapuke cemented the material in to keep out the light, to keep in the dark, to keep out the light, to keep in the dark. I wish to save my child, you should save yours. Your son is the Ponotudi's food, so is mine. We must save them together, together, together. Oh, they were just in time. The dawn arose, seeping through the sea, the meeting house still in shadow. Inside, Ruatepapuke heard some Ponotori stirring, but the sea hadn't brightened sufficiently. Not now, don't get up now, he panicked. Oh, where? More Ponotori were waking, and still the sun had not reached the meeting house. And then it fell into the ocean and set it on fire the sun falling into the ocean, setting it on fire, setting it on fire, setting it on fire. With thundering heart, Ruatepapuke saw the gable of the meeting house catch a light, the gable catch a light. And there a boy was crying, please father, rescue me now, please, now father, now. And Ruatepapuke sprang into action, Heirunga heiraro, heirunga heiraro, heirunga heiraro. The ocean currents were a swirl as he unplugged the gaps of the walls. And the Ponoturi, the hordes of Tangaroa, cried out in terror. They cried out, they cried out, they cried out in terror as the blazing sunlight, the blazing sunlight poured in, it poured in. Thank you for coming. I really feel so honoured to have you here to launch Native Sun. Once more, ladies and gentlemen, for Kingsley and Witty. This has been an archival recording from the Going West Writers' Festival. Thanks for listening.